Next on BYUSN semifinal Monday is now a reality for BYU men's and women's basketball. Is it mission accomplished for BYU getting to this point, or are you pressing BYU's luck with house money? We'll preview the men and women's semifinals with ESPN Sean Farnham and hear from both teams. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, March 6th, live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am Spencer Linton, and to my left, it's your tour guide for the Vegas Bayou, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, no one calls it that, but uh, <laughs> here we are. No, it's great to be here on semifinal Monday, Spence. This was the goal for BYU. The Cougars made it on both the men and women's side. It's weird to think about, but BYU is 80 minutes from the NCAA tournament on both ends there. Who knew? We all said, hey, just get to Monday. Well, now what? Well, now what? We will discuss uh, on today's show. Uh, ESPN Sean Farnham has mentioned we'll preview the men's matchup with St. Mary's. Can the Cougars pull off the upset in the third matchup? Assistant coaches weigh in on the matchups as well. Cahill Fennell on the men. Morgan Bailey with the women will preview that. And, oh, by the way, Jaron Hall, Puka Nakua. And how about Blake Freeland at the NFL Combine? He made some money yesterday, which uh, we won't make here in Vegas. Mm. But here are today's headlines. Fifth seed BYU men's basketball into this semifinal Monday for a matchup with the number one seed and 17th ranked St. Mary's Gales tonight, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on ESPN. This following wins over 8 seed Portland by 11 and a force or a win over the 4 seed LMU by 10 on Saturday. On Saturday night, Rudy Williams led the Cougars with 23 points, including an 11 for 12 performance from the free throw line. Here's Rudy on the Cougars' game plan for the Gales today. We kind of shrink the floor with them and then make them make decisions that they don't want to make, kind of limit keeping the ball out of guys' hands like uh, Aiden Mahaney, Logan Johnson. I do remember when they came up to Provo, we pressed them a little bit. That game we were shorthanded, uh, and we gave them a little bit of troubles like that. So, you know, I'm not the coach, but I do remember those things that you know have, we had some success with. Listen to tonight's game on BYU Radio with coverage beginning on that side at 8 p.m. Eastern. You see Rudy had like the sour gummy worms just chilling up there? That's Rudy's going to do it. It's his style. Little Marshawn Lynch thing there. Five-seed women's basketball beat nine-seed Pepperdine Friday and then four-seed San Francisco 66-56 Saturday thanks to five made threes and 17 points from Emma Calvert and a West Coast Conference tournament record 27 rebounds from Lauren Gustin, who is the first NCAA basketball player to reach 500 points and 500 boards. By the way, she needs 41 rebounds to set the single-season NCAA record. BYU wins today and gets a game tomorrow. That could very well go down. Coach Amber Whiting says defense is the key today versus Gonzaga. I mean, we got we got to go guard. Like that's, I mean, defense wins championships, and I tell them all the time. So we got to start on the defensive end first of how to stop them, and then we turn our heads to how to score. Cougars advance to the semifinals today. Take take on the top seed Gonzaga Bulldogs. You can watch that right here on BYU TV at three Eastern time. What an NFL Combine weekend for Blake Freeland. Six seven. He's almost six eight. Three hundred five pounds. Had a 37-inch vertical and set a new combine record for an offensive lineman in that regard. Amazing. Freeland also showing out in the 40-yard dash with a time of 4.98 seconds. That was second best among all offensive linemen. Is it weird to think he's faster than both of us? It is weird. It's very (laughs) weird. Then you think about how young he is compared to us. Uh, He also was first in the 10-yard split at 1.68. So not the fastest over on the 40, but the fastest 10. 
Hey, fantastic. Had the longest broad jump among all offensive linemen as well. What does it mean? We'll discuss. Also at the Combine, Jaron Hall had what the prospects are calling a total score of 78 and a prospect grade of 5.90. Puka Nakua with a total score of 73. His prospect grade of 5.8. What does that mean? We have no idea other than we believe that BYU is going to have three NFL draft picks. Drafted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Spring football begins today. Oh, by the way, I've joked it's the second most popular sport at BYU. That's not the case because BYU's playing in the semifinals tonight, baby. Cougars will hold a scrimmage on March 31st live on BYU TV. Now we look at BYU baseball, who beat Omaha 8-4 on Friday, losing 16-4 on Saturday. Ugh. Drops the Cougars' overall record through 11 games this season to 4-7. and seven. They'll try and bounce back tomorrow. 8:05 Eastern first pitch in St. George, Utah, against Utah Tech. Softball beats UNLV 9-2, Portland State 8-3 Friday, and then Idaho State 4-3 on Saturday. So great weekend in St. George for the softball. Eighth-ranked BYU men's volleyball swept by Grand Canyon on Friday. Then lost in five sets in a thriller on Saturday night. The Cougars now 10-6 and six overall, 2-4 and four in federation play. They played four of those six against uh, top five teams, so the easier part of the schedule coming up. Gymnastics scored a 195-575 against number 16 Ohio State Friday night in Columbus, led by Elise Rollins, go Copper Hills. We had a 9-9 on the beam. Cougars put up a season high 49.3 on the bars. Men's tennis lost Friday to Texas. Rio Grande Valley. Big difference there. Yes. (laughs) And then Texas A&M Corpus Christi on Saturday. Women's tennis, they're victorious against USF on Friday in West Coast Conference play, 5-2. They beat Santa Clara Saturday 4-0. I'll take those back-to-back conference wins on the road. The women now 2-1 in conference play. Both golf teams are competing in round one as we speak. The women in Fairfax, California at the Julie Inkster Meadow Club Invitational. The men's team at the Lambkin Invitational in Chula Vista, California. Max Brenchley, top-scoring Cougar right now, one under through one. Cougars tied for ninth on the men's side. The BYU women tied for tenth at one over. Anik Hutchkovich, Vegas native, is the top Cougar at even through one. On to the XFL. How about this headline day? Good grief, it's busy. T. John Caroma and the Seattle Sea Dragons beat the Vegas Vipers 30-26. to Jeremy Joyce is another Seattle team wins. Yay. Tomasi Lalile and the Arlington Renegades beat the Orlando Guardians 10-9. I'm just thrilling football score there. Yeah, the Renegades are nine as well. Uh, and the Cougar Hoopsters <laughs> and the pros. Eric Mika had 17 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists for the G League Ignite in a 122-110 loss to the Capital City Go-Go. We saw Eric here on Friday night. Robinson transition three got it tonight was about the Cougars couldn't agree more it's about the Cougars they're in the semi-final Monday yeah Yeah. that was me the words of Sean Farnham Welcome. What is it not about the Cougars though (laughs) can I just do a question I love the combine it's great but who really cares that an offensive lineman that's 300 pounds can Vertical leap, 37 inches. Like, that is a phenomenal feat. It I love shows it. athleticism. Correct. Yeah. But when will an offensive lineman ever do that in the course of a game? I don't know. I hope they don't have to. That's my whole thing. Or run a 40. If an offensive lineman is trucking to try to run a 40, I mean, that, that, the play has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
They want to see somebody be able to chase down a fumble by the quarterback, perhaps. Yeah, but if the DB gets it, you know that's not going to happen, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, it, the, the practicality of some of these things, yes. Or, like, when is uh, Blake Freeland going to broad jump 10 feet? You never know. He might have to clear out the second line in the linebacker to, and just thrust himself forward Not only forward am I fast, feet. I can jump at you. But that is amazing. I mean, you think yeah. about 6'7", 302, able to do that, tremendous. It's an, it's it's unbelievable. His high school We're basketball gonna video. We're going to test you later, by you, the way. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we're, well, we're, he we're ran the 40 four. a couple years ago. Yeah, five one six unofficial. Wow, as almost forty. That's really slow. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> it is, Sean. I love that you Indeed. keep the unofficial, even though we have official. Indeed, it, no, the, the unofficial is <laughs> better, Jerem. You keep the unofficial, the unofficial until better. we get the official. Come on, it's logic. The unofficial is a better time. Just say four nine unofficial then. <laughs> Unofficially a four three three. Yeah, yeah. Right. Unof- that, thank unofficial. you, Sean. Uh, we have something for you. What? Yeah, and I, yeah I, I know it's. We know you know love Cougar Jails. It's not the full Monty. Yeah, but Harrison Collier, one of our producers, went out of his way to get you some maple bars, which is the, it's not a Cougar Tail, but it's it's a close okay, thing I'm putting to it on get your desk. Like you guys are gonna have to clean Please, this off later. It's fine. It's fine. spot. It's if fine. we put it together, <laughs> it looks like it almost might be a Cougar Tail. We need one more. I mean, yeah. listen, you guys, you, everybody knows. Yeah, the, maple bars are the best. But listen, this is, is it, not the cougar tail. Is it as good as yeah. the cougar no, tail? It's but not. it's our best. It's the first links of our flock. You know what? This morning, I appreciate the effort. The effort hey. is great. The effort is great. Not as good as the real thing, though. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm very disappointed in Tyson Jack said he did not bring me one. BYU <laughs> <laughs> sports information. Listen, I know that you can only get them at sporting events, but this is a sporting event, and this is the final WCC games that you guys will ever play. Yeah. We should have Cougar Tails. Because we have worked out a stand you know, somewhere in the Orleans we Arena. We should have. Oh, my gosh. How great would that have been? <laughs> Next year. For profit. Just, you know, I mean, like, you guys can take it back with you to BYU, too. Like, I mean, it would yeah. be so good. They sell a lot of other things here. Yeah, yes, they do. This Some of which BYU true. fans don't consume. But, yeah. yeah I've gone to the stand a couple times to get dinner, and I'm like, eh, mm, that doesn't look so good. I'm going to go back downstairs. Well, Sean, we know that the Cougar Tail is an elite thing about BYU. Yes, for sure. It's We've, phenomenal. We have established that. I think BYU fans are hoping that the same BYU team that played against Portland in the second half and against LMU for much of the game on Saturday shows up and can play their most elite game of the season because it feels like it's going to take that to beat St. Mary's. How do you feel about the matchup? I, I like this matchup for BYU. I mean, look look back at both games. I mean, extremely tight. Obviously, the one in, in Provo that Aiden Mahaney hit the shot with .3 seconds left to go. Uh, I think the key, as it's been throughout the course of the season for BYU, is they're going to have to limit their turnovers. When you turn the ball over against St. Mary's, that just means you have to play longer at the defensive side of the ball. And I thought they did a not a great job the other night, actually. They could have been up 20 uh, at halftime had they not turned it over so much in the first half, especially when you look at the efficiency. I think they were shooting like 68% in the first half, maybe 64% by the time we got to halftime. Wild number. And LMU was just shooting under 40%. So defensively, BYU was doing what it wanted to do, but because they were allowing offensive rebounds and they were they had so many turnovers, they were actually getting outshot by LMU. That cannot happen against St. Mary's because of how efficient St. Mary's offense is. And if you give them extra possessions, uh, they're going to make you pay. I, I think one of the biggest keys tonight, Foose, who struggled obviously huge, 7.7 turnovers in the game the other night. Uh, now, a lot of those turnovers, because they collapsed to him, so f- as soon as he caught the ball, everybody was coming in. He was fouled multiple times. They didn't call, in particular, in the first half. But he's going to have to play really ultra-aggressive, and I-, I would look for him to attack and establish himself early against Mitchell Saxon, because if you get Saxon out of the game, and we saw this up in Spokane when they lost, when St. Mary's lost to Gonzaga, when Saxon went out of the game, their rebounding numbers dropped, 
the ability to attack from the perimeter and get inside the paint without a shot blocker, a true shot blocker, because Wessels is not a shot blocker. Sure. Um, and does not show as well on on-ball screens. Now, all of a sudden, you create advantage. So as they collapse and shrink, what have we seen BYU do time and time again here in the last two games is get the defense to suck in and then immediately kick out to wide-open shooters on the outside. And I think that's when you get a higher-quality shot and you get a more in-rhythm three-point shot, and we've seen that time and time again. I think that's going to be key tonight for BYU. I'd like to think that St. Mary's is concerned because of the way the two games went. Yes, they won, but BYU was right there, and BYU's played two games and got the day off. And yeah. now BYU's had a day to prepare, and they're ready to go. Certainly, if, if BYU's going to do something crazy, you got to get through St. Mary's. Tonight's probably for the NIT for BYU. Maybe they're in. But if you get to tomorrow, you're 40 minutes away from March Madness, which is crazy. So, and, and we've seen each other throughout the week, but we've talked about the pressure is really on St. Mary's in this tournament. BYU is in an interesting spot where they could surprise some people and show up tonight. Yeah, I don't think there's any pressure on Mark Pope's team. And I would tell, his t- I would tell the, the team that. If I was Mark Pope, I'd be like, guys, listen, eh, they're worried about seed lines. They're worried about where Joe Lenardi has him. We're worried about playing basketball. All we have to do, nobody here thinks that we're going to win this game because we lost to them twice. Nobody here thinks we're going to win the WCC tournament, except for the people that are sitting inside this room right now. And we're capable of doing it, and we know we're capable of doing it. You know, should have beat Gonzaga at home. Should have won that game. Should have beat St. Mary's at home. Should have won that game. Could have won at St. Mary's, too. I mean, it was that good of a game. So when you look at college basketball this year, there the separation in the margin has, has become a lot thinner. So... I, we were talking about this last night, and you guys went to the Knights game. I, I had a great time at the hockey game, which was great. I'm glad you got awesome. out. Um, we were going out to dinner, and we, we saw you guys. And, and, and I told you, it would not shock me if BYU won this thing. Like, just because of <laughs> how college wild to hear. just because of how college basketball has gone this year. You know, and, and, and in, in all the teams that I've covered from BYU that should have won a tournament championship, that should have won a conference tournament, that did not, right? What if this is the one that actually does it? <laughs> we brought that up you know, and we're like, that's nuts, right? You know, yeah, like it would make no awesome. sense. It would, awesome. make, it would make very little sense. But when you watch Rudy Williams play the way that he did the other night, like why can't he do what uh, Shabazz did against Santa Clara here on, on Saturday and, and put up massive numbers and take pressure off the interior? Spencer Johnson's defense the other night was sensational on Cam Shelton. Sensational. Not good. It was elite. Um, and and, and when, you're, when you play free and you play with confidence – there's so much more you can accomplish out on the court. But when you're tight, and I think for a lot of the season, this, this BYU team's been tight. Why? Because of expectations. The brand of BYU basketball. What is expected as a BYU basketball team? And even Mark Pope had said this after, the, I think, the trip to the Bay Area, that we came awfully close to not meeting the standard of how BYU is supposed to play. That's a lot to put on the shoulder of kids. Now, I'm not saying he was wrong by saying that, but we all know when you put on this uniform that it is a privilege, not a right. And you represent more than just your teammates. And I think that that weight on this team. Now they're at a point in time in the season where that weight is gone. Mm. You know, they, they understand who they're representing and who they're playing for, but that weight is gone. It's go out, do the best that you can be. The expectation level has dropped, obviously, throughout the course of the season because some of the losses that they've had. Uh, and they've put themselves in a position where you had to play on Friday to get to Saturday to get to Monday. Well, now you're here on Monday. You're 80 minutes away from potentially going to the NCAA tournament. How free can you play? If it goes terribly wrong and you lose to St. Mary's tonight, no one's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you lost to St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a really good team that's really elite at the defensive end of the floor. 
but you have proven that you can have success against them. You know how to attack them. Now you just have to sustain it for 40 minutes. ESPN Sean Farnham is on BYU Sports Nation. We call the X factor of BYU the Y factor for obvious reasons. Okay, so tonight, who is the guy that has to play well for BYU? Who's the Y factor that needs to step but up? But it can't be like Let the A factor guy. How long is a... the drive from Provo to here? Uh, when Spencer's driving, four and a half. Okay. Five, five hours. <laughs> Got plenty of time for the Rock to get here because that Rock section was really small the other night. And I've been in this building when the, when the BYU fans create a home court environment. And I think that energy level, if the Rock can show up tonight, if there's people that are the students that are there in Provo that are going, you know what, maybe we should drive down. Drive down. Get here. Uh, support this team. Because if, if the environment is a home environment, we saw how the game went when it was in Provo. Give these guys the energy to, to feed off of that. And I, I think that would be extremely key tonight. That could be the true why factor uh, in this game. I think the biggest why factor, obviously, is Foose has to play well. Uh, he, he embodies so much of what BYU truly is about, right? He's a great student with 3.8 GPA. You know, uh, he, he's into service. He's into giving back. He's, he's pl- he got plans to continue to give back to his home country. You know, he, he plays with his heart on his shoulder and his you know, on his chest every single game out here on the floor. And, and the most remarkable thing, right, he, he's a devout Muslim. You know, and, and the identity of what it takes to feel included and to be part of the BYU family, I think, is evolving and changing before our eyes because of how hard he plays. And what that means for this team and this program could be huge as it moves forward to, to the Big 12. Because... You have to look different. You have to play different. You have to, but you have to embody what it is to be a BYU student athlete, and understanding the different levels of what it takes to be embraced and loved by this community. And I look, I get, I get people all the time. I think, I think most of your fans like me for the most part. There's certainly some that because of the because of my comments on the Haas Gonzaga game, they still want to hold it against me. Uh, but I, I genuinely love my time with you guys like you know like it's 9 a.m i'm here uh because i, I really respect you because guys and i respect the cougar tail. no that's this is not a cougar <laughs> tail. Um, but you know i i have enjoyed being uh able to be in provo i hope as the, as this is your program shifts to the big 12 that i'll still be able to get back there from time to time and call oh, those games yeah. but awesome. uh it, it is a special environment with a special fan base and it's been a special program whether it was coach rose or coach pope uh with so many of the great players and the great moments that i've been able to uh, broadcast and cover it's been a great pleasure of mine i hope that tonight is not the last byu wcc game that i get to call dave and i have talked about it coming in is is it sad to see you guys leave because of what you brought to this conference? And I know from your fan base perspective, you will all say, well, we're leaving potentially without a championship, and that's not what we thought we were going to get when we came to the WCC, and I get that. But I think what you offered the WCC is you elevated everybody else. You elevated Santa Clara to wanting to compete. You, you elevated San Francisco to needing to compete. Like, because all of a sudden teams are showing up and seeing 19,000 people, major television games, Watching you guys compete with Gonzaga and St. Mary's on a consistent basis. Now you had three. Somebody wanted to be four. Somebody wants to be five. And now all of a sudden you've seen Santa Clara in back-to-back years have potentially first-round draft picks. You know, and Pajemski's probably going to go from the first round this year if he decides to leave. But 23 wins for for Herb Sendek's team, 
that's trending in the right direction. Uh, San Francisco obviously making their run to the NCAA tournament last year. And, again, they're 80 minutes away from maybe going back to the NCAA tournament. I think their path is a little bit more difficult. Mm. But they could do it because Shabazz, we've seen guys come out here and, and put on great performances. Shabazz is, is certainly on one right now. But they had to step up to wanting to compete because otherwise they were going to be left so far behind. And when you first came in the conference, it was really the three of you and everybody else where there's a huge gap. That gap has evolved and changed, and I think that when we look back on the era of BYU and the WCC, what we're going to see is how, how much you challenged and pushed other programs to commit to wanting to be good, wanting to compete, and, and seeing that there was a pathway to compete with the top teams in the WCC. I'm officially putting in my request for Sean Farnham to do Big 12 games for BYU. Don't, yeah, tell, let's get it. don't tell Fran for show of that. <laughs> Franny's going to be like, no, the Big 12 is my conference. Yeah, get out of here. Hey, yeah, we, no, we appreciate awesome, you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, hey, look. I, and, I, and we'll see you tomorrow for the championship game. With yeah, there so you we're go. Good, yeah. Hey, by the way, if they make it, I'll come back. Let's go. I'll come back. Okay. I got or Sean. Maybe, or maybe or on Sean. a Zoom, though. Maybe on a Zoom. <laughs> I was going to do Zoom this morning, and then they, I heard there was a cougar tail, and I got two bad maple bars. <laughs> All right, thanks, Where guys. were they from, Harris? A gas station? That it's terrible. Oh, it's from he, the donut he got shop. Got that terrible gas station. It's from the donut shop. It's, it's to Harrison's credit. Look, Harrison, I appreciate the effort. I'll take the, the one you did, but I'm hungry. There, there you go. Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Sean, thanks so much. Thanks, no problem. Pop, pop some Pringles, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you know Pringles. me. You know uh, you, I, I cannot believe that you don't have like a Pringles sticker on like your on the side it's of your arm. Too. It's actually it's, underneath. It's my yeah. snack. It's my snack of choice. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you guys are the best. Enjoy thanks, tonight. Sean. And uh, it, Rock, get here. Yeah, come on. It's very snowy. I don't know if they're going to make it. You can do it. You can do it. Don't give them an out clause. Exactly. Don't give them an out. Come on. It's very dangerous to drive in that snow. Come on down. Watch the fire. Five-seed women's basketball team faced number one seed Gonzaga in the WC semifinals today. Three Eastern right here on BYU TV. Hey, if you're coming down, you better get here quick. And that, bring Sean a Cougar Tail. Yeah. Bring Sean a Cougar Tail. Someone bring him one. <laughs> up next, a delayed what's trending. BYU made it to Monday, both the men and women. Now what? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU. Hall, transition three. Good. Nani Balatea. Cougars into Monday's semifinal showdown with top seed Gonzaga. Let's do this semifinal Monday. Both BYU teams still alive at the West Coast Conference Tournament. The dream is alive we are live in the studio orleans alongside jerem jordan i am spencer linton it's time to rise and shout let's get to what's trending what's trending presented by byu food to go the mvp of your next event as i mentioned both the men's and women's teams for byu earn a trip into the semi-finals i heard that Whew. The women get uh, nationally ranked Gonzaga, number 15 team in the country. The men get number 17 St. Mary's, both number one seeds on their respective sides of these brackets. So, Jerem, my question now is, now what? We asked for both teams to get to Monday, and we're like, hey, cool, yeah. Now what? Listen, the men, I'm getting some, I don't know if it's just hope, but I'm getting some weird, awesome vibes here that, that this could be something special. Who knows? You played St. Mary's tough. One and six-point margins. Listen, this is, you could argue this is, um, you know, numerically, metrically, one of the worst teams Bureau's had in, like, 15, 20 years. They're not bad. 
you know, they're NIT, fringe NIT. That's a credit to BYU for being so good for so long. And listen, listen. And this is supposed to be one of the great St. Mary's teams. And BYU played them tough. St. Mary's is absolutely gettable tonight. Absolutely. BYU could come in here and win this and be one, like, lock up an NIT bid minimum. But they'd be 40 minutes away from March Madness, bro. Like, if you can get through Gonzaga, assuming they beat San Francisco. like Go San Francisco. If BYU beats St. Mary's tonight, just massive overachievement given the way they played this year. But this team is playing really well Uh, the last couple of games. We saw them. They got a three-game win streak. They won two games on this court. They got the day off. They're feeling good. I am very excited at watching the men's team play St. Mary's tonight. I think BYU's got a real shot to win. Sure. It's house money, Jerem. They got to Monday. As Sean Farnham just told us, nobody Loose. expects BYU to win. Yeah, They're awesome. a seven-point underdog. But I will remind you of what happened at the end of the 1920 season, okay, the 2019-2020 season before COVID hit. BYU played St. Mary's. The Cougars were the two-seed in conference. And they, we heard about how difficult it is to open up tournament play on Monday against a team that's rolling with some momentum, St. Mary's. And Jordan Ford played on Saturday. They won the shootout against Pepperdine. They've been in the gym. They're used to the rims. And Mark Pope said, it just took us a while to get going. Like, it, it, we just had mm-hmm. to acclimate. Yep. Can that please manifest itself tonight for St. Mary's? Yeah. Can BYU catch a break, please, and have St. Mary's take some time to have trouble acclimating to the gym? Yes. While BYU has already played two games and shot the ball well. Can that please manifest itself tonight? That's I feel like it has to be that way for BYU to win this game. I feel like the Cougars play defense. I do have hope, but I'm almost a little bit tentative to go there emotionally because because I feel like BYU getting to this point, it, that is the success but, for where they were coming why, into the tournament. Why not go there then? Because they've already checked the box. Why not? <sighs> what, just, are you, what are you afraid of? The idea of like going full on, like, belief, like, they're going to do it. And then if it's snatched away again by St. Mary's <laughs> in a dramatic scenario. Yeah. I, yeah. Not again. That's my well, only hesitation. Okay, avoid this conversation, by the way, with your friends tonight. Oh, BYU's got to play perfect to beat them. No, no they don't. Nope. No, they don't. No. BYU beat number one undefeated Gonzaga one time when they were down 18-2. to two. Did they play perfect in that game? You don't have to play perfect. You have to play better than that team tonight. It's one game. Yeah. And like Sean said, all the pressure's on St. Mary's. They're the one seed. They're supposed to win this, are they not? Yeah, well, they, this they want to be. This is tournament to lose, though, every time. St. Mary's is trying to get to be like a four seed. Okay, yes. they're, they're playing for seeds. They lose tonight, they're maybe a six or a seven. Yes, this is super important, obviously, for St. Mary's. And then Gonzaga will play San Francisco tonight. Which, by the way, if BYU wins and somehow the Dons win, <laughs> that'd be awesome, man. Uh, that's like so low po- the probability. Scenario. But it could happen. Who knows? Um, and, and what's what's the, the key uh, to win, and, and is BYU fired up? Listen to Spencer Johnson after Saturday. We're looking forward to it. Um, people always say it's hard to beat a team three times. So uh, definitely we're going to take this uh, Sunday tomorrow to prep, and, I mean, we're going to come out and fight, and we're going to give them a game. There is zero fear in that comment and in that body language. And I love that. They so believe much. that they will beat St. Mary's. And as the last time BYU is playing in this tournament, what if 
this team gets the title. It would like just this be team wasn't. Beautiful. By the way, the win over four seed uh, LMU was the second time in twelve years where BYU beat a seed higher than it in this tournament. That's it. Twenty eighteen as uh, St. Mary's. That was it. What if BYU does it again? Gets to the title game, and tomorrow we're like, dude, forty minutes away, one game. House money. Come Beat on, the man. Gales. Topic two. Blake Freeland had a, himself a day at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Set the vertical record among O-linemen. 37-inch jump. Took first in the 10-yard split there. 1.68 seconds. Longest broad jump among offensive linemen. 10 feet. Second fastest 40 at 4.98. Good grief. How much did Blake Freeland improve his draft stock this weekend? I think he's taken himself from a mid-third round pick to somewhere mid to late second round. Amen. He's into the second round with that performance. Which is wild, right? So he probably earned himself a few more million dollars in this process. For for these Seriously. measurables, he's probably $2 million richer now. Seriously. like um, he Based made, on signing bonuses and all that stuff. He made some money yesterday. Like, yeah. Unbelievable performance. I felt like his senior bowl performance was underwhelming. This, this kind of like even to back out, and now he's back into that second-round conversation. Yes, because the film that you put out, is the number one thing. But the the tangibles, there's these intangibles, right? These are the tangibles. How athletic are you? Yes, an offensive lineman's not going to be jumping vertically. But what if they... Um, no, but the twitch and the explosiveness yes, is required of, to get off the ball. All right? of that. Um, arm length is going to be a big one for him as well, whether he's going to be a tackle or not, right? Brady Christensen was a left tackle at BYU, ends up playing left guard because arm length's just a little short and they like their tackles or whatever. We'll see, but no, dude's going to climb into the second round. He is now the top pick from BYU for sure among the three. I love that all three of them were at the Combine, and all three had their great moments. BYU's going to have three draft picks. Fantastic. Awesome. More guys in the NFL. And we'll see what they want to do on Pro Day, but we'll have Pro Day Live coming up on the 24th. Over the last three years, if three are drafted, that's nine draft picks in three years from BYU. That I'm, I'm is telling you, awesome. the 18-19 homies, again, we're going to see awesome. in a couple years, special group there. Our question of the day, back to basketball, because, you know, we are live oh, from yeah. Las Vegas at Oof. the West Coast Conference Tournament. Going to play right here, man. Let's go. Given what BYU basketball has accomplished in Las Vegas thus far, how are you generally feeling about today? Tasha Sabi on Twitter says, cautiously optimistic. I think that probably embodies what most BYU fans are feeling. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high, but also excited for the possibility of getting the last laugh against St. Mary's. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wouldn't that be so yes, awesome? Yes. I cannot think of a, a more perfect scenario than BYU beating St. Mary's and then beating Gonzaga and saying, see you later. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be the best. Yes. <laughs> oh, hashtag BYU has to join the combo. Okay, final day of the West Coast Conference tournament coverage for BYU TV. We've got two women's semifinals starting at 3 Eastern. The Kooks taking on the Zags, then Pacific and Portland after that at 5.30 Eastern. Stay with us throughout the afternoon. We got you. Let's preview that women's basketball game against the Zags with assistant coach Morgan Bailey. How will things be different today? At least how are she hoping things will be different today? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event.
THX action there. This is BYU Sports Nation. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We are live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. I'm Spencer Linton. This is Jerem Jordan. Portions of today's show are presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. With that said, we welcome in to preview the BYU women's basketball showdown in the semifinals against Gonzaga. Assistant coach Morgan Bailey. Morgan, welcome to BYUSN. Let's start with this. Um, what did it take to beat San Francisco on Saturday in what was an unbelievably physical and emotional game? Um, what it took was our guards had to hit shots, and I think we did a really good job. Um, you look in every category, um, San Francisco played us really tough. Um, but the one thing that set us apart was that we shot 50% from the three-point line. Um I think that's what creates our balance that we've done really well with is that we have the inside presence with Emma and Lowe. Um, then we also have knockdown shooters. And so just we had a really good balance uh, that game. And it was physical. There was a lot of calls. Um, but we're happy that we uh, finished as the victor on that one. Agree to disagree. I thought 41 fouls was uh, just, you know, fine. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It was terrible. Uh, three disqualifications from BYU. You overcame a lot, and you made 12 threes. Emma Calvert was fantastic. Obviously, Lauren Gustin sticks out with those 27 rebounds. Are you surprised anymore by anything she does? By Lauren, no. I am not surprised. And I think everything she does is kind of quiet at the beginning. I don't really recognize it until I get that stat sheet um on media timeouts but she just comes and brings it every single day and I've, I've said this millions of times it's not only in games that's what people see but it's in practice it's off the court it's in the weight room um it's when she's doing her own thing and she's always lifting and trying to get better and so that's just who low is and so i'm not ever really surprised by it um but it is fun to see this girl go off so Morgan Bailey, BYU women's basketball assistant coach, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You get the number one seed Gonzaga, a third crack at the Zags as you leave the WCC. And you played them tough in the previous two games, but both end up being BYU losses. So from a schematic standpoint, what has to change? Which aspect of the game has to change for you to feel good about BYU advancing and beating Gonzaga for the first time this season? Right. What has to change is defensively, I think both games, we played them really good. I think we had one of our best defensive games the last time we saw them in Provo. Uh, what needs to change for us is uh, offensively. We have to find ways to get that ball in the hoop, whether it is um, get it inside, they pinch in, kick out for shots, um, run in transition to get easy post entries, whatever it is. Like we have to find a way um, to get that ball in the hoop. I think we have... Um, you know, good offensive sets and ways to get our girls open. Uh, but it is reading and reacting. What's the best shot, giving up the better, the best shot for the better shot. Yeah. Getting to 60 points, certainly important. You hold the Zags to 58 in the last meeting in Provo defensively. Like that's good enough. Um, who, who, or what do you feel like has to be better on offense to make sure that happens? And Emma Calvert had 17 in that last game, had 17, uh, as well on Saturday. She's playing great right now. Maybe she's one of those. Yeah, we definitely need other people to step up. I think Nani and Lowe have been consistent for us in the season offensively. Um, we all know Smiler is a 
defensive dog that uh that's what coach amber whiting says all the time um but she also is a huge threat on that three-point line um driving and creating for her teammates as well uh i think ari mackie williams is another one who had a big game last game and she can bring it and emma i mean hitting five threes is always nice um uh, but her defense is going to be huge for us as well today uh, and then if we can get her inside um, to take some pressure off of low, not being the only inside presence. I We need roll rely on our two girls coming off the bench consistently as well with um, Rose and Amanda Barcelo to, to hit shots when they're open, take the aggressive route, and also defend. That is next level coaching analysis from Morgan Bailey. Morgan's done a fantastic job with Lauren Gustin all season, especially helping her with her footwork in the post. It's been so fun to watch. We wish you the best of luck today against the Zags, and good luck getting to the championship. Uh, let's send you some BYU Sports Nation karma as well. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Give me all the karma, guys. Give me all the karma. We'll try and bring this home against <laughs> yeah. that um, championship game. Let's go. Headed your way. Morgan Bailey with us on BYU Sports Nation. Another crack at the Zags. Hey, Morgan had success uh, here as a player as well. Just, just all of the good vibes. Men and women get to the title game. You can watch BYU take on Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference semifinals right here on BYU TV. 3 Eastern time. Let's go. Is the third time the charm for the BYU women and the BYU men as they take on St. Mary's? Assistant coach Cahill Fennell gives us the latest scout on the Gales. What has to change from the Cougars' game planning perspective? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live in Las Vegas from the Studio Orleans alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Earlier today, we had an opportunity to speak with BYU men's basketball assistant coach Cahill Fennell about the game plan for the Gales. Here's that conversation. Cahill, once you get to March, we said it. It's all about matchups. Anything goes. And now BYU has worked their way into a Monday showdown with St. Mary's again. But let's start with a rewind to Saturday night and that game against LMU. What impressed you most about your team and the performance on Saturday in the quarterfinals? Well, I think it's our ability to bounce back after a quick game against the University of Portland and play against a really tough, really hard playing, a really physical uh, Loyola Marymount team that's, that's come out and had a really good season in their own right. Um, they have a super talented player in Cam Shelton and our ability to kind of at the very least, slow him down and make him work for his points. You know, he had 24 shots. I believe he was 11 of 24 from the field. Um, fouled out, um, had his shot blocked a few times. I think we made the game difficult for him, and I think we did a really nice job neutralizing the people around him. So um, our defensive effort was fantastic. Um, our, our general effort towards get winning every 50-50 ball, offensive rebounding, um, all that, I, I think we really dominated those margins, especially moving forward in the second half after a little bit of a slow start. So um, I was really proud of our guys. What kind of momentum does the staff and the team feel after winning two games in this tournament and getting to a very important game tonight? 
I think it's I think it's pretty significant. I think the guys feel really positive. We've played the St. Mary's team it was an excellent team. We've played them really tough twice. Um, obviously, that it doesn't matter if, unless you're winning. So, um, but our guys feel confident going into this game that we match up well and it's a team that we can beat. And um, I, I think confidence and optimism and momentum is all there, right? And I think all those things are important. Um, but ultimately, it's just going to take, you know, who shows up, who who perseveres through fatigue and muscle soreness and being beat up and all this kind of stuff and mental fatigue and who shows up and really fights and 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 goes to war with this really talented uh really tough St. Mary's team. BYU men's basketball assistant coach Cahill Fennell with the Sun BYU Sports Nation. You mentioned being beat up and having to rest. Well, you get Sunday off. So how much does a day off help in that regard? Can you can you fix everything in 24 hours? Yeah, no, I think it goes a long way. I think just to give our guys, if nothing else, just a little bit of a mental recovery, right? Where it's not scout after scout after scout. Obviously, we're talking about St. Mary's, but it's not back to back. And um, they're not just getting inundated with information and having to kind of reset themselves to, you know, go to war again, um, back to back to back, right? So uh, just to give themselves that a little bit of a break, uh, 24 hours off where they don't have to go to war, I think is really important. Um, and I think obviously for their bodies, you know, just to roll out and do some deep stretches and yoga and stuff like that over the course of the day and take a walk. Um, I think all of those things, um, really contribute to, you know, healthy mind and body. And, and hopefully we'll be hundred percent as much as you can be at this time of the season, uh, and ready to go tonight. After close losses in the regular season, like you mentioned, what could be the difference tonight to get BYU over the hump? Well, it's tough, right? You mentioned the close losses. Those have been really difficult to take because I think we've played pretty well in both of them. We had our chances to win in both of them. Um, I, I think it's going to continue to win those 50-50 battles in, in every aspect of the game, right? On the glass, on the, on the floor, um, you know, winning catches. They make our, our drivers' lives difficult, you know, so you have to win those gaps as, as a guy with the basketball, as you penetrate into the paint. Like, you have to win that basketball. They're going to reach. They're going to grab at you. They're going to make life hard. So we have to win those kind of interchanges, those exchanges. So um, all those aspects we have to come out on top in. Um, I thought we won a lot of them in the, in the prior games. We have to win them all now. And I think we have to get critical stops and critical moments, right? I think you saw Aiden Mahaney make two big-time shots against us in both games. Uh, Logan Johnson gave us fits, especially in the second game. So uh, being able to get stops when it matters uh, will go a long way towards us winning the game. Rudy Williams has been giving opponents in March down here at the West Coast Conference Tournament fits, if you will. Uh, Portland had a hard time slowing him down, got to the rim a lot, into the free throw line, did the same thing against LMU. So, Coach, what's working well for Rudy Williams? And he, he did this at Coastal Carolina in March as well. What is it about Rudy in March? I, I don't know. He's a uh, he's a loose, free spirit kind of a dude, and and I'm not sure how much the uh, <laughs> the magnitude of the moment really affects him, right? And I think he's super talented, as we know. He's old. He's been through it. Um, he's seen it all, right? He's been to different kinds of postseasons and and with different schools at different levels, and uh, there's not a lot of postseason basketball that he's not familiar with, so. Um, I, I think he's one of the, those kind of perfect older guards that win in March, right? And, and we hope that he can continue to lead us and play really well um, because he's doing everything well right now, and, and we're really, really counting on that to continue. What would win number 20? That's a big number in college basketball, trying to get to 20 wins. And a win over St. Mary's mean for this team tonight? 
You know, that's a good question. I'm not so sure how focused or or even how much we're even thinking about the the number 20 as far as wins over the course of the season or even just, hey, we beat St. Mary's. I think it's just winning tonight so we can get to the championship game, right? Like, how can we put ourselves in position to get to the championship game so we can get into the NCAA tournament? I mean, that's the goal. When we entered this tournament, it wasn't to get to 20 wins. It was to get to the tournament, right? So, um that's it for us. That's it for us. That's it for us as a staff. I believe that's us for. That's it for us as a team. And um, I, I just think when when you start to think about too many things, you start to get spread out a little bit as far as what your priorities are and what your thought process is as far as what you're going to really attack. I think you can get a little bit of spread out and and lack of focus. And I think in a in a setting like this where it's just game after game, it's battle after battle against really good teams. You have to focus on what's important. And right now that's beating St. Mary's so we can put ourselves in a position to play for a championship. Coach, you mentioned Logan Johnson, who went for 27 in Moraga. And again, he is a handful. Personnel-wise, who do you plan on putting on Logan Johnson to try and slow him down tonight? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think we're going to go with the hot hand, right? I think we'll start in a couple different ways and, and throw some different looks at him and and uh, we'll kind of see what sticks, if you will. So, um, you know, Logan Johnson's a really talented player. He's a high major athlete. Um, he's fantastic at getting downhill and getting to the rim and, and making tough shots in the paint. Um, so for us, it's, it's probably throwing different bodies at him and giving him different looks. And and hopefully we can slow him down a little bit and put him in a tough spot because he's a really good player. And um, his success goes a long way towards their team success. So uh, we have to do a great job on him tonight. Cahill Fennell with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we appreciate the time on game day. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. All the good vibes headed your way, man. Send it out to go, uh, the baby. entire team. Good luck against St. Mary's tonight. Thank you so much, fellas. I appreciate you. Great to speak with a couple of assistant coaches over their respective teams this morning just to kind of get that game day mentality. Yeah, how, how you feeling? What's going on? Both have huge tests against their respective number one seeds. And they know what to do. And they've lost two games against those teams. So if it's tough to beat a three, team three times, which it is, but if you're really good, you just do it, <laughs> right? You just do it, is can BYU overcome that and upset um, a nationally ranked team, a top 20 team on both sides yeah. today? Now, which which matchup's tougher? I feel like the women's matchup with Gonzaga is a little tougher. Okay. I think the men's matchup, BYU, um, you know, was right there. The one-point loss kind of uh, Aiden Mahaney's shot. If he just if a freshman misses that shot, that BYU was an incredibly difficult shot. We're feeling very different about things, um, you know. And, and BYU may have climbed up uh, to the four a little bit with LMU. There would have been interesting um, another game or two. But yeah, both are tough matchups, and we're expecting you know uh, one or both of these teams to make it tomorrow to to upset them. Um, expect might not be the word, but I'm feeling really good. About the men, I feel like the women have a real opportunity if the guards play well. Smiler and Mackie Williams have to defend uh, Trong and Maxwell. Fantastic. And they did in Provo, Spence. You called that game. Yeah. Sub-60 allowed uh, against the Zags in that game. Yes. Fair to say we feel good because the margins have been so small. Yes. Even a couple though, plays here Even and there. though BYU has lost all four games combined between the men and the women against these teams they're facing today. The margins have been very small. Yes. And BYU's had lit, like leads late in these games. Yep. That's why we feel good. You know what? You know what might be the X factor? BYU's 3-0 in Vegas on the men's side. And frankly, the women are 2-0 in Vegas. No, no, no BYU yep. teams lost in Vegas this year. 
How about let's that? Just, uh, let's go ahead and keep that undefeated thing Let's going. make it 9-0. Yeah. Uh, How about that? Let's one? do that. Okay, Gregor Bell and Mark Duran have the call of tonight's men's semifinal on BYU Radio against St. Mary's. Cougar pregame live with Shep starts at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. And after four games with at least two more to go, do I have a shot in fantasy basketball this week? Guess what? If it means BYU winning games, I don't even care. <laughs> we're going to recap it next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation's on demand. <laughs> Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Uh, listen to the pod, subscribe, rate, and review. Just uh, discussing a story from last night. <laughs> late night Italian late, late, food hey, for the win. Hey, shout out to uh, Capos. Uh, speakeasy, like Italian mobster restaurant. Really fun. Really fun. Time. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Vegas, we're pressing our luck today. Let's go. Four games down Speak so for far yourself. in the West Coast Conference Tournament and fantasy basketball within that conversation. Jeremy, you've got, uh, I'm surprised it's only an 18-point lead. I thought it would be like 58 at this point, but it's only 18. It's a little low, but uh, yeah, you've had some nice performances, right? Tyler Robinson was good. Cam Shelton kind of neutralized there. Uh, Rudy, yeah, Rudy Williams has been the difference. Rudy Williams has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so it all comes down to uh, tonight and what we, uh, today and tonight, and what we hope for two games tomorrow as well for the Seriously, I just, I, if it means BYU winning games and I get it, but whatever. I'll, I'll happily I take care. the embarrassment of fantasy basketball. Just win. I, win the games. We we just want, yeah. If BYU comes out with a championship here on either side or both, oh, my gosh, who cares about this? This is for fun. This yes. is for fun. That's for real. This is for real. Our question of the day, given what BYU basketball has done in Las Vegas, how are you feeling? Well, our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated from Derek Paulson on Twitter says, I do not want to end BYU's West Coast Conference tenure with a loss to St. Mary's. That is well stated from BYU fans. That would be the worst. Yes, at least beat at least beat St. Mary's. Yeah. Come on. Today's yeah. Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Blake Freeland for setting the offensive line record in the vertical and having a great combine. Congratulations. Our thanks to today's guest, Cahill Fennell, BYU men's basketball, Morgan Bailey of BYU Women's Hoops, and Sean Farnham of ESPN. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jeremiah and Spencer, in the spirit of winning a conference tournament championship, let's shout out to Kevin Nixon as well. We'll see you for BYU women's basketball at 3 Eastern. Go Cougs!